0: I had been smashing planets for half an hour, and my best shot of the day was coming up. I leaned over the sun and took careful aim at Venus, ready to it off Mars and score on three planetoids simultaneously. A brown strand crossed my vision, my annoying, unmanageable hair. I brushed it back impatiently and resumed my stance. I held my breath, began my motion. Bazak went the commusat. My arm jerked, the comet cue angled away, colliding with a nebula, then a vacuum seal, then the Jupiter sphere and on back into a sunspot, where of course it was out of play. Jupiter's moon Ganymede spun out of orbit, up, down, sideways, bufferwards, and finally into the half-gravity trap. I eyed the carnage and swore. I banged the comm switch on. You misbegotten, ape-faced, baggy-busting idiot, I shouted at my untimely caller. This is a private line. I paused about then. The face in the screen was that of the President of the World. Emergency, he snapped. Get over here immediately, Harold. He seemed preoccupied. Maybe he hadn't heard me. Sure, Freddy, I mumbled, somewhat undaunted. Sometimes his actions were irritatingly peremptory, but he was the Chief Officer of Earth. He was also my only cousin. Indeed, I owed my present sinecure to him. This was not nepotism, so much as convenience, but I never dwelt on that unduly. ''Move!'' he yelled. ''It's high time you earned your paycheck!'' The term paycheck was archaic, if not obsolete, in our credit balance economy, but I decided not to stand on technicalities. I moved. I rode the corridor belt past pictures and other strategically placed reminders of past administrations. What could Freddy want with me in such a hurry?'' True, my door bore the legend, Minister of Intergalactic World Affairs, but that was meaningless. Unless something special had come up. Maybe I should have watched the news this morning. I glided around a bend, admiring my perfect poise as my belt intersected the belt from a crosshaw and converged with a starchy, baggy dress. The metallic hoops and bustles of the thing bounced me back like a planetoid from the buffer. Why don't you watch where you're— I began, but had to pause again. The head above the baggie was blonde and so adorably feminine that I regretted never having seen it before. And here I was on the way to the office, unable to dally. Minister Prodkins, she said, her voice like the caress of a clean summer breeze. She held out a gloved hand. I'm Dr. Dillsmore. Just what I've always wanted, I said, squeezing the proffered digit with unseemly intimacy while I wondered who she was and how she knew me. That baggie might conceal a figure with all the sex appeal of a sprouting potato for all I could see, but somehow I had the impression of buxom youth. The extraterrestrialologist, she said, as though that clarified anything.